Blog Talk Radio. Live from Fort Bragg's backyard, this is the show that put the 110 Nation on the map. There is only one nation, the 110 Nation. And you're listening to the 110 Nation Sports Show. Covering each and every sport across the board. There is no sport too large or too little. It's time to talk the talk. Here we go. Here's the man, the founder, and your host, Mr. CJ Sports. Nation Sports Show. I am your host, Mr. CJ Sports. You can follow me at Mr. CJ Sports. You can follow the 110 Nation at 110 Nation. Check us out on Facebook, my personal fan page, Mr. CJ Sports, the 110 Nation fan page, the 110 Nation Sports. And also check out the site, www.the110nationsportsradionetwork.com for all the latest going on at the 110 Nation. Wow, that was a throwback. Uh, I want to thank Craig Moore. He actually scheduled the show for me um, as having just one car and son in town from uh, North Carolina um, at work and everything else going on. I didn't get around to uh, scheduling the uh, show, and so he uh, he scheduled it for me. Um, he threw the old intro. <laughs> it kind of threw me off for a second. Uh, that was, a, that was a, a goodie but oldie. That was probably one of my favorite um, – intros that we have had for the show. Um, definitely need to work on making a new intro um, for the uh, 110 Nation Sports Show. But glad to be in the studio tonight. Um, not sure if I'll be in the studio next week, as next week will be the 4th of July on a Monday night. Um, uncertain what the plans are at this point. Um, so I don't want to say definitively I am or am not going to be in the studios. We'll see how the week plays out. Uh, hopefully the end of this week or going into the beginning or to the middle of next week, uncertain still, um, whether or not I have my car back. Um, that has been a whole task. One, there's um, more than more people living in the house than can fit in the car. So we're limited on where we can and where we can't go. And then, on top of that, I go to work at, uh, I leave the house around 3.40 in the morning. So that either limits to what the wife can do during the day um, as I have the car, and then that limits what could go on in the evening or what I do in the evening because then they got stuff to do and places to go. Or I got to come all the way back from work to bring the car, which I had to do today for her to take me all the way back, or for me to come all the way back. Um, her take the car. I had to come pick her up, and then we went back to my job so she could have the car. Um, I've got to do the same thing tomorrow as the oldest has an appointment. Um, so it's just been uh, a whole task and a half, and they've had the car for two weeks, and it's actually not even supposed to start getting broke down until tomorrow or Wednesday. And so that the uh, um, extended warranty people, projection plan, whatever you want to call it, can come out and give the okay. Um, we're going to cover the timing chain. Then I go wait for the whole process for them to order the parts, and who knows on backlog, however long it will take everything to come in before um, they finally get to fix it. So hopefully it don't take long. Um, it's also been a struggle, uh, no AC. I think I talked about that last week. Um, on the last week's show, this week, um, this last week was it no better. Um, it was a couple of days I'm uh, in the upper 90s with heat index close to 100. Not so bad today. I think we've reached the 79, 80 degrees, and tomorrow's supposed to be cool. I'm actually looking forward to tonight. As a matter of fact, there was one day last week that it was so warm in this room because um, we live in a two-story house that I slept for about an hour the entire night. I actually got up, went to work at 2.45 normally. Um, I don't leave until 3.45 just so I can sit out back in the car in the AC and I slept in the car for an hour and it was probably the best hour slept hour sleep I'd gotten in like three days. <laughs> um but uh thankfully this week's supposed to be a much cooler day. As a matter of fact I think tonight's supposed to be in the 
upper 50s to low 60s. Um, so I should really get some good sleep tonight. So looking forward to uh, that. Uh, don't forget, Tuesday night, you guys can catch Race Chat Live with Chris, Craig, and Taz um, right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. You guys can catch them at 8 o'clock um, Eastern Standard Time. Um, Southern Dirt Track Report, Thursday night, 8 o'clock, um, right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network, 8 o'clock Eastern Time as well. And then Sunday nights we got the Jay Dillon Show, um, also 8 o'clock right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. So I'm uh, glad to have uh, all these shows on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. Um, don't forget... Um, lost train thought. That's something I'm going to jump into talk about the Watson case. Uh, don't forget, you guys can check out all the shows at www.110nationsportsradionetwork.com. Also, uh, for those that uh, either have the iHeartRadio app downloaded on their phone, Spotify, iTunes, um, you can catch all the shows over there as well. Just search the 110 Nation. Um, it will pull it up. Just follow it. It will notify you when all the show's on there. You can also catch us on Block Talk Radio, Spreaker, um, Google uh, Google Podcasts, uh, Podcast Addicts, Podchaser, um, Gian Saban, um, Stitcher, uh, uh, YouTube, you name it. We're pretty much there. Um, if you're interested, join the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. <clears throat> Maybe you got a show and you want to get it syndicated on our network. Um, not only to help us continue to grow our network, but also have an opportunity to have your show um, distributed across all the platforms that we are on to help get your show exposure. Or maybe you don't have a platform platform to have it on and want to join our network so you can do your shows live um, on our network and be part of the network and get your shows distributed out there. Uh, maybe shows are not quite where you're at yet. Maybe you'd like to co-host. Um, I'm always looking for a co-host to uh, help uh, do the 110 Nation Sports Show. Or maybe even um, you just want to come on for a segment or so. Um, come on for 15, 20 minutes, talk about the NFL, talk about the NBA, NHL, um, MLB, whatever the case may be. All you got to do is hit me up, MrCJSports at gmail.com. Or you can send me a message on my fan page, Mr. CJ Sports, or even on the 110 Nation um, fan page, the 110 Nation Sports, and I'd love to get back to you. I'll have an opportunity to talk to you, see which, what you're looking to do, um, how you're wanting to build our brand, your brand, both our brands, whatever the case may be. Um, so just hit us up, and uh, we'll definitely get back with you. Um, interesting week. As uh, got an opportunity. Um, since uh, the last show, last Monday night, to go to three Dayton Dragon games. For anybody who's not familiar with the show, or maybe you're familiar with the show and need a, re, uh, a refresher, um, the Dayton Dragons, one, are a high-A affiliate of the Cincinnati Reds. Um, for those that are old-school fans, yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> the Cincinnati Reds, as everybody knows, I don't like anything Cincinnati. Um, but a couple things. One, I don't do the whole woke movement. So when we lost the Indians, you lost me as a fan. I'm never going to recognize you as some lame Guardians team. Um, so you lost me as a fan. Therefore, I have no Major League Baseball team. Uh, but also the Dayton Dragons are literally 15 minutes up the road. Uh, Day Air Park, a phenomenal baseball field. Um, been around since 2000. Does not look like that ball field is 20-something years old at this point. Um, and we did a split half season um, with my mother and my um, sister-in-law. So um, got an opportunity to have 11 season tickets. Um, I think next year we're either my mother and I are going to split a whole season and do 33 games each or – um, we might split it three ways and do 22. I don't know at this point. Um, but I definitely want to up my games because um, now I'm kind of sad because now all I got is a game in July, a game in August, and a game in September. And that's all the games we got left on the season, um, season pass plan of our games. Uh, partially to do with this week, we had three games as my mother and my 
uh, sister-in-law went to Destin, Florida this this last week. So we were responsible. Uh, we were responsible to uh, for attending all the games this week, which we had three games in this particular week. This might be like one of the only weeks we even had three in the same week. So most of the time, there's one, maybe two, spread out across. As you're looking at 33 games spread out across 66 games. Um, so uh, we we had three games this last week. And for those of you listening to the show, throughout this season, everybody knows my mom. It seems like every game my mother's had, it's been rained out. And so we we kind of have a running joke with the fact that almost every game that she's had tickets for has been rained out. She's had to get um, rain, rain out tickets and reschedule games and then reschedule those games and everything else. Um, but I tell you what, this last week, I would have took rain out games. I, I would have rather not put myself through the torture um, is that the wife and I had to go through for the last three games. As I know, we left Tuesday's night game, I think going into the night, um, down 10 to 2. We left Thursday's game going into the ninth. Um, I think it was 7-0 at that point. And then Friday or Saturday's game, um, the wife's like, oh, they got fireworks tonight. Do you want to stay in the fireworks? I said, honestly, unless the, unless the Dragons started making a comeback, I had no intentions of putting myself through this and sitting through nine whole innings. Um, at that point, it was down 10 to nothing. Um, we ended up making – we ended up uh, – Quinn and Taro hit a, a two-run shot uh, to make it a 10-2 game, and we started making I think it was the bottom of the eighth at that point. Uh, we started walking. I don't think it was – I think it was in the ninth by the time we finally – we stopped and got an ice cream cone the way out the door, uh, the way out the gates. But uh, it was 10-2, and they only had any left. So um, it was it was a horrible stretch. We went from being the best team um, in the uh, MILB to – I think we're still in second place in our conference, probably third or fourth best in the entire league. And I know going into last week, uh, last 10 games, we were two and eight. Um, so I can imagine where we're at at this point for one and nine or one and 10 in the last 10 games. It's not, not been a good stretch for the Dayton Dragons. Um, and it went fast. And just talk about what's the difference. Why, why, how, and we were like a 70% team. Excuse me. We were, we were by far the best team in the league. And, uh, you know, not knowing much of the whole farm system and, and not one that watches a lot of baseball. She'll sit there and watch football with me every single Sunday. If we got races on, especially if Almadinger's in the race, she'll sit there and watch a race with me. Um, she's taking me to a hockey game. She took me to my first Columbus Blue Jacket game this last year for my birthday. Um, so I, I, she is very sports oriented, um, but doesn't necessarily understand the farm system and the possibilities. And you know, and I had to break it down to her. I might look many things could uh, be a variation of to why where we're at now. I said a lot of these players on the field are not the same players that we were the last rotation of tickets we had. I, I think we, I don't think we had been game up until this week for a few weeks. But like I said, our next three games, one is the end of July, it's like July 26. The next one I think is in the middle of August, and then um, the last one's the beginning of September. So you know we we got a month break in between these three games that we had this week and. The next game we go to, I said, so, I mean, there, there's not even this necessarily the same players on the field. I said, but there's various reasons. I mean, you got players that could be injured. I said, you got players that got called up. You got players that have been traded to other farm systems. You, you got, you know, there, there's various reasons why we went from being, or there's various reasons possibly why we went from being the hottest team and the best team in the whole league to, really struggling right now and barely holding on to second, if we're even in second place at this point. I don't even know if we've managed to hold on to second place. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm going to pull up uh, their information while um, I'm talking about it. Um, I hope 
something changes again. I honestly hope they they figure it out. Um, I'd like to see a, a playoff run, you know. And I got to talking. As a matter of fact, a guy that I interviewed um, for a, a possible job at my job talked about he used to be and did cameras way back early when the Dayton Dragons. I, you know, I, I told him. And, you know, I'm talking about this on the show as well. I wish I would have been there when the Dra- Dayton Dragons were in their heyday where they had 835 or 32, whatever it is, straight sellout games. And I say that, but I, I know what it's like. Like, I know I get aggravated when people are right up on me, and I constantly got to get up and sit down. As a matter of fact, there was, because we're like the last row next to the dugout. So, like, we're in row three. So row one, row two, and row three into the dugout. So you can only go in and out one way because the other end dead is into the dugout. And we're the 17th seat in, but we're only like seven seats from the dugout because that picks up where row four, because it starts, one starts at the end of the dugout end. So whatever the first 14, 15 seats um, the dugout is, and then it picks up, you know, it's not, it's probably 10. And they're like, so the first one, first number on 11, 12, or row one, two, and three is like 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Um, as the Jane Dragons are still, um, we must have hit the halfway point because we are, and they must re, uh, first half division winner, yeah. Which we were not the first half division winner because it just reset. Because then now it says we're two and one. And first of all, I know we're not two and one. Um, <laughs> We must be two and one since they reset the last three games. So they must have went to uh, two and one or since Sunday, Monday. That's not even possible. They must have won Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday must have been their last loss, or uh, Saturday must have been their last loss. I don't know why I don't show the first half of the season. Anyway, I'm really confused. <laughs> um, but anyway, so row three it starts like seat 11 or whatever, and we had nobody next to us or the rest of the row to the dugout, and then everybody to the left that was sitting on next to my wife, was we were boom, 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 all the rest of the row. And so um, we got to be about the second or third inning. We went ahead and moved down two seats. I might have even made it to the second inning. It might have been the first inning. We moved down a couple seats so that we had a couple in between us, so we had room. So I say that I wish I was in that stadium in the, in the heydays and in when they had 800 and some odd, 35, 32, I forget what it is. I think it's 35. Straight games with a sellout. But I sit there and think about the fact that I I move down if I can or move seats if I can so nobody's next to me. So, um, But to, to feel the electricity, to feel the excitement, of, you know, Voda was there and Ken Griffey Sr. was there and everything else. Chris Sabo was, has been there um, coaching and um, a couple other players have gone through, you know, the Day Dragons until they got uh, got to play for the Reds. Um, and so part of me wishes and hopes that they figure this out because I would like to see the excitement. I mean, it was crazy because the last game was there before the, the Dragons went on this losing run. Um, the excitement, how busy it was around the stadium, how busy it was in the stadium, the lawn, the lawn seats, or the I don't even know what they call them there. They, they call them the lawn seats, but out there outside of um, outfield um, wall, there's there's a whole lawn area where you can buy spots to sit and everything else. Um, to see that full, to see people sitting outside um, center field um, apartments, whatever they're called, and people sitting on their deck. I, I tell you what. Uh, if I had the money to live somewhere like that and didn't have the kids, that'd be ideal to have 66 games to be able to watch. And I'd only want to pay rent and live on that side so I could watch every game for free. But uh, um, it's definitely a great view. But just the excitement and everything else to you go to the games now, there's not quite as many people there. There's not quite the excitement. 
Um, you, you can start to see the frustration and the aggravation building, uh, you know, coming into effect. Um, but uh, I'll tell you what, I, like I said, this last week I would have rather took um, rain dates and a chance to watch the Dragons recoup and figure life out instead of taking three straight butt, butt whoopings. Um, but to get the opportunity this week to uh, be out at the Day Air Park, got to watch the uh, the Dane Dragons play some baseball. So um, I'm, I'm going to take it and enjoy it. Um, it's a good time. Great baseball field, so got to definitely love that. Um, basketball season's over. Golden Warriors, Golden State Warriors. This is nothing, no new, no new news. We talked about this last week on the show. Um, we might even talked about it on the previous show that I did. Cause I missed a week in between um, traveling to get my son. I don't remember. But you tell baseball season's over, or basketball season's over. There's talks of Kyrie possibly going to L.A. There's talks of LeBron possibly going back to Cleveland. Um, I, I agree with Chris Rosario. This was a conversation on first things first. You know, when when LeBron was at Cleveland the first time, it was like the chosen one. Like, he could do no wrong. The fans loved him. Um, the excitement, and he was literally treated like a king. He came back for the second run. Yes, we won a ring. Yes. I'm not going to say all was forgiven, uh, but especially – taking us to the playoffs um, that we hadn't seen since the last time he was there, and then following out with a win over Golden State, coming back from a 3-1, doing something that's never been done before. I'm not going to say erased everything and all was forgiven, but there was a little less bitterness towards LeBron James at that point. At this deep in his career at physical condition or health, I I don't know if there is any way possible that LeBron could do enough that the fans would be as willing to not have as much bitterness, to be as willing to be open-minded. See, I was a little bit more open-minded than some Cleveland fans. You know, my my issue with him leaving was how he did it, not because he did it. I understood why he did it. I understood that Dan Gilbert was not um, putting legitimate players around him. He took a bunch of nobodies in 2007 to the finals and got swept by um, San Antonio. I understood why he did it. Your your fix was an old washed-up Shaquille O'Neal or a J, uh, um, Antoine Jameson or I, I forget what other meaningless free agents that Dan Gilbert brought in. He wasn't willing at that point in time, even though LeBron had – the arena sold out, and Cleveland was a team, even with just one player, a legitimate contender, was not willing to spend money to bring other pieces in to make them legitimate champions. So I understood. Yes, I didn't care for the fact that he waited until pretty much the last day on free agency or the last day on free agency to make his announcement that he wasn't coming back, especially in a free agency um, period that had a bunch of free agents that we could have went after, um, and also knowing that we had given away draft picks, we didn't didn't really have any if we had any draft picks in that upcoming draft. So, um, all right, I'll plug you in here a second, Greg. So, you know, we didn't have anybody to rebuild this team. So I I understood. I just didn't like how he delivered it. Most Cleveland fans weren't as forgiving. I mean, hell, day one when he left, they tore down the whole building size um, banner of LeBron James. And it took a while to people kind of open back up to the possibilities and even open back up to him being back. 
like I said, of course, an NBA championship, it, it helped dissolve some of that bitterness. Um, I don't think, like I said, at this age, or at least this deep in his career, one matter of fact, this age, um, this deep into his career and the lack of being able to play a full season or really, let's be honest, you're, you're looking at LeBron playing between 60 and 70 games. I don't think with the young team that they have, which a lot of Cavalier fans are excited about and want to see them develop, and the Cavaliers continue to do this the right way to build a long-lasting team instead of having LeBron come in and butcher that up. Um, and because he, he would have to have veteran players, he, he's not going to be able to play. What is going to need be, what's going to be needed with a young rookie team or a young team period? Um, I, I just don't think the fans are willing to do that, especially after he butchered this team the second time and left the team the first time. I just don't see that happening, um, and I, I just don't think that it would be a wise decision for at this point for Dan Gilbert. Maybe if you took league minimum and you finished your career there, um, you came home, maybe play some off off the uh, bench at Cleveland got Bronny and you finally got to play with your son but got to play at home, maybe. Um, and you're talking a couple years down the career, I just, or a couple years down the road, I just can't see that being a thing right now. Um, we got Craig Moore um, from Race Chat Live in the studio. We're going to get him in here, uh, jump into a, a few different topics. Um, Craig, how are you doing tonight? What's up, CJ? How are you, buddy? I'm here. I'm glad to be here. Um, how are you doing? You know what? We got rid of, we didn't get any, we didn't get a whole bunch of rain. We had a couple of big thunderstorms that ended up swirling right around us. So uh, we only got one at about 5.30, but other than that, you know, living the dream, brother, living the dream. Yeah, it seems to have been the, uh, the kind of the trend of the weekend, some thunderstorms, huh? Yeah, yeah, and um, I, I'll share it with you in a private message. Somebody posted Somebody posted this in a group message uh, not too long ago. I'm sending it over to you now. Um, that was the way the storm was tracking. But, it, uh, yeah, it was the trend of the weekend. <laughs> <and> then... <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, I gave up. I honestly... <laughs> I honestly didn't think they were going to get that race in last night. Of course, I get up at 3 something in the morning, um, and so I wasn't going to wait it out anyway. But I honestly thought that they would have holded the rest of that race and ran it last night, or uh, ran it today. Um, did you watch the race last night? I did. I did, and I was glad. <laughs> Excuse me. I was glad they actually got it in. This week they race at Road America. So if they would have pushed the race till today at noon, that would have pushed the teams back a day, day and a half. So, uh, you know, I was I was glad that they got it in. I didn't like the way how CBS or USA Network cut back to it. Um, we were watching Law & Order. We were waiting for the race to come on. Right as Law & Order was getting ready to give their verdict, they show Keith Urban <laughs> playing the guitar. We both looked at each other and went, we both looked at each other and went, what in the blue hell? <laughs> so we don't even know if the guy was built or not. He probably was because it's TV. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't. I actually uh, fell asleep. And I thought for sure I knew Chase Elliott was leading, uh, the golden boy of NASCAR. Apparently, mm-hmm. uh, Brad Keselowski was slow. Going around the track, something happened. They didn't throw a caution with five to go. Uh, so they, a lot of people on Facebook are saying that what everybody already knows, that Chase Elliott is NASCAR's golden boy, um, because if they would have done that, maybe Kurt Busch in the 2311 team or someone else would have had something for him. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, apparently Bubba Wallace went off on his crew chief over the radio and told him to shut the F up and don't talk to him for the rest of the race. 
Um, so I'm sure that didn't sit well with Denny Hamlin or uh, Michael Jordan. However, this isn't the first time that Bubba's had a problem with his crew chief for a loose wheel this year. Um, the crew chief sat out four races earlier in the year for a loose wheel. Uh, that came off on the track, and it happened, getting ready to happen this time. He told them to stop. Somebody went into the side of him. I don't remember who it was. And so him and his crew chief had a couple of uh, words. So I'm waiting to see what the fallout of that is going to be as well. But, uh, you know, the senior racing experience, as I call it, the SRX race, was uh, this past this past weekend, too. Taz, my co-host, Taz Taylor, on Race Chat Live, which airs tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. Uh, so if y'all are listening in, well, tune in tomorrow night, But because uh, Taz is going to talk about the senior racing experience, and we're going to talk about <laughs> Tony Stewart. Going to have a talk with the boys about rough driving. Um, because, you know, that series only has 16 cars, and you bang up 25% of them. So, um of course, Tony Stewart won that race. I don't remember who you had, but I know I had Tony, so I was at least one for four for the weekend. Uh, I think I had Canon, I think, if I remember. Yep, you ha- and then you always pick uh, uh, Kyle Bush because you don't know anybody else in the Cup Series, and that's only comes well, he down strong, to being he had one of the strongest. He had one of the strongest cars and drew all the way through that field. If they would have stayed out, there's a possibility I would have had the right pick. Was it like that was right. a far fetched pick? We just don't have a. We, a this race was kind of to me was kind of a. It was a kind of wild card because it's the only second time they've been there, so it was like it didn't really have anything to go off of. There. And you know what, you think? CJ, if a frog had wings, he wouldn't bump his ass either. You know who had a really strong car was Martin Truex Jr. He had a really strong car. He finished first and second. He had problems on the last restart. One of the last restarts, and it shuffled him all the way back to 22nd. But uh, Martin Truex Jr. just re-signed with uh, Joe Gibbs Racing for another year. He said he's not going to pull a Tom Brady, which is good, which is say he's going to play and then not play. Um, so, yeah, the show tomorrow night should be action-packed. And then the following week, I'm going it alone on Race Chat Live. Well, not really, but uh, my two co-hosts are going to take the night off. Um, Paz will be coming back from Stafford from the senior racing experience out in Stafford, and Chris will be uh, celebrating the 4th of July. So I am not, so I'm going well, I'll be celebrating, but it won't last into Tuesday. Um, so I'm going to host a show. My buddy Luke Rakowski is going to come on and join me for an hour. There you go. Um, so, so now, what were you saying about crybaby LeBron James? <laughs> uh, there, there's some rumors that uh, there's a possibility he possibly wants to re- reunite with Cleveland. But does Cleveland want to reunite with him? I don't Cause, think so. Because if I I'm don't not think mistaken, and I'm not, and I'm not a big basketball fan, don't get me, don't get it twisted. But didn't they have problems, and that's why they separated? He wanted to go to he wanted to go play for the Lakers, is why they separated this time. Um, okay. But the first the time, first time like I said, they separated. I, the first time it was more of the owner. the The owner didn't get anybody. I, like I was saying, I, I don't have a problem with him leaving the first time because no, Dan Gilbert. With all the money they have and what they, they what they could have done and, and built a legit team around him, he had a bunch of knowns. Even the year they went to the NBA Finals in 2007, which they were swept by San Antonio, he took a bunch of no names like Darnell Marshall, and I know you won't know who that is. Um, it's like the only person that I even know the name of. I I think there was Gibson on that team as well, but there were a bunch of no names. Um, no, no players that ever really had a real career um, in the uh, NBA, and he took them to the finals. Now, if Dan Gilbert would have put players around him, which he spent a little bit of money towards the end, but he got a washed-up Shaquille O'Neal at that point in time. His Antoine Jameson, who never was mounted anything, was his next piece that he added to it. So he didn't go out and spend no money. My only issue with the first time around was the fact that LeBron James waited and did it on national TV on, like, the last day of free agency, leaving Cleveland high and dry, 
they didn't spend no money in the offseason and then during the free agency period, and they didn't have no draft picks. I don't blame them for leaving. I probably would have left, too. I'm carrying a team and a city on my back, and the owner's not willing to work with me. Um, I just didn't like how he did it. Now, the second time go around, you talk about your back, your back in Cleveland. I'm not going to leave nowhere. Um, he restructures his whole team, wins the wins a NBA Finals. Thank God we won one. But then you had butchered this team and then decided to go to L.A. Second time, I think I put a little, little more of a bad taste in people's mouth just because he butchered this team up and left. Um, I don't think he could do it a third time. I, I, at his age, physically, um, I just don't think that he could do enough in Cleveland at this deep in his career with all these miles on his tires and the fans be willing to forgive him. Um, you were a little, okay, we were so, a little more so, forgiving because you took us to three playoffs and won a championship. I don't think you could do it this time. All right, so <laughs> I'm going to compare this to a marriage. They were married originally. They split up. They got a divorce. They got back mm-hmm. together. They got remarried. They didn't get along. Mm-hmm. They split up. Why the hell would either one of them want to go back? Is it that he wants, and again, I'm trying to make sense of this. Um, is it that he wants to finish his career in Cleveland? Because isn't that where his I'm career a, started? Yeah, he's, he's the, the chosen one from Akron. He still has a home. Um, he built a school, um, it, you know, had a school built or whatever in Ohio. Like, he's still highly connected and does things with the community of Akron here in Ohio right up the road. Um, it just – I don't think he could do enough that the fans would accept him. There there was still some bitterness and some, you know, dislike with even him returning, even after winning a championship. Um, But then just to pack your things and go to L.A., I I just don't think that there's enough left in him to be able to get the fans to forgive him or at least have less bitterness like he was able to the second time. You know, coming in and, and taking us to the finals, losing the, the, the Golden State and building this robbery that we went down 3-1 and out of nowhere we're able to win a championship and then had a, a, a possibility third run before it all went different directions is one thing. I don't think that – because he would have to butcher this team. we got a bunch of good players, young players, that they're wanting to do this the right way this time. You would have to butcher that up because you don't have enough talent for one person to carry a bunch of rookies. I just don't I don't see it. But, yeah, that ultimately I think that there's a possibility that he would love to finish his career where he started at home. He still owns property, you know, owns a home in Ohio, is highly involved with the community and the school and everything else. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I would have mixed feelings about it if I was the owner. Uh, I'm assuming it's the same ownership. I yeah, would Dan, I would Dan have Gilbert's mixed feelings it. at it. I would have mixed feelings about it, quite honestly. Um, are you are you coming back here because you really want to play for the city of Cleveland, or are you coming back because you know you're at the tail end of your career and uh, you you just want somewhere to go out quietly? Um, and then also, ever how bad is and also how bad is it in LA? I, I know there's a lot of friction. There's a lot of headbutting on, you know, because the projects failed. They didn't do good this last season. <clears throat> a lot of people throw that. Well, the only championship he won in LA was during the bubble. And, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this because I feel the same way. Really, kind of about the bubble, even more so. I have better feelings about the bubble than a ring-shortened race, for instance. A win is a win. Just like I, I don't care if you if you leave that race ends at a 200-lap race and at lap 101 it pours down, they decide to call the race. A win is a win. In, in the record books, the points, whatever, um, a win is a win to me. Um, and even – I'm not going to say more impressed, but to me it's just, just as impressive of a win – because you strategically had to put yourself in a position to whether or not you're going to pit, whether or not you're going to take a chance and, and not rain, and you didn't get those tires, you didn't get that gas. There's a lot of things that got to factor into how this rain delay is going to play out. If it's going to be the end of the race, are they going to restart the race later on? Now you got to pit that maybe other drivers already pitted. You know, there's a lot of things that got to factor into it. 
just like the bubble. Everybody throws this whole, hey, if you see the memes, they're talking about LeBron is 3-9 and nine, um, in the finals because the bubble one don't count. Why does the bubble one not count? I mean, to me, that's just as impressive to win a championship because, one, you couldn't leave nowhere. It's not like he got to go home and spend time with his family. It's not like he got to travel, you know, and, and kind of clear his mind. He had to play in Orlando. They weren't allowed to leave. You, whoever was allowed to be with you, however that was played out, they could not leave. Like, you, you imagine being trapped in a hotel for a whole playoff run with your family, not be able to go nowhere, not be able to see nobody, you know, and then if something came up, an emergency, you left, you weren't coming back in there, um, and you were done. And to play in a situation where I am not bought into this whole, I understand those that had underlying health issues, yes, the, the COVID-19 was serious. If you had, if you're an elderly person or you had underlying health issues, if you're overweight, you, you had heart conditions, I understand that, yes, it was a scary time for those people. Um, no, I don't believe that the millions and millions, and I hate that they word this, that some odd millions of people died from COVID-19. No, some odd millions of people died that had COVID-19 at some point, but to label it as all, all these millions of people died from COVID-19, that's misleading and misworded. Um, but I'm not going to take away from the fact that, yes, for those that were elderly, those that had those health conditions, those that maybe didn't even know they had health conditions, and COVID-19 caused, the, caused them to end up dying because they didn't know they had these conditions or whatever or died from it. Yes, and then those, you know, those were 50, 100,000, whatever, you know. There was quite a few people who still died from it. So I won't take away from that or downplay that. But to know that these athletes still went down there, still went into this bubble knowing there was a pandemic going on, not knowing if everybody else was following the protocol, whether or not they had people coming in and out of that bubble that weren't supposed to, that could have got other people sick, um, whether or not they got sick before they got into that bubble. Um, there's a lot of different scenarios that could have played out that, you know, they didn't know playing during something we really didn't understand that point in time. So as much as I'm not, because I'm not a LeBron fan, I'm a Cleveland fan. Um, I, I have a lot of respect for what LeBron has done for the league and what he's accomplished in his career. But at the end of the day, I'm a Cleveland fan, um, just like I'm a Browns fan. You know, I, at the end of the day, I'm not a Jim Brown fan. I'm not a Bernie Kosar fan. I'm not a uh, Nick Chubb fan. At the end of the day, I am a Cleveland Browns fan because uh, those pieces eventually go on to either other teams or retire or whatever. I'm still a Browns fan at the end of the day. Um, but I still have a lot of respect and, and still acknowledge that being a championship because they had to overcome things we didn't know at the time. They had to overcome, you know, playing it during this pandemic and not knowing if who was violating the protocol, whether or not they were going to get sick, whether or not being out there with a whole other team or their other teammates, what was going to happen, would they get sick and everything else. So to me, it's kind of a slap in the face, and I hate that people bring that up. Well, that win don't count. There should be an asteroid because it's in the bubble. What makes a difference that was in a bubble? At, at the end of the day, it's still a championship. At the end of the day, they still had to beat other teams. At the end of the, other, at the, end of the day, they still, had, at, at some risk, put their life out there not knowing, you know, everything about this and everything else. Um, so I, I, I have an issue with the fact that they want to not count this bubble win being a championship or, you know, it being lesser, because at the end of the day, to me, it's not lesser. And did I lose you? Did that lose me? Am I talking to myself? No, that was me. My phone oh, on you. I talked all that and he was gone. <laughs> at the end of the day, it'll be interesting to see if he does go back um, as far as the COVID thing goes. Yeah, I mean... I have underlying conditions. I went and got the shot just because, because uh, they weren't going to let me work if I didn't get it. Because, of, as you know, I own a DJ business, and we own a DJ business. And the venue said, if you don't have the shot, you can't you can't do it here. And I was mm -hmm. like, well, by God, I'm going to do it then. And uh, you know, I wasn't going to lose money. But. No. Um, you know, it was a ter it was a ter it's a terrible thing to say the least. Um, I know people right now who have it. Uh, one is or one just got over it. He's 20 years old. I also know somebody that's 
62 that's near and dear to my heart who has it. So uh, and she just came down with it. So, you know, but it, getting back to LeBron, uh, if the owner really thinks that he can make a difference, if the owner really thinks he can make a difference, then by God, he'll bring him back. And if they don't have to get rid of too many people to make the salary cap, because um, I'm sure that's what part of the problem is going to be, they're making the mm-hmm. salary cap. Um, I don't know if I got my whole team or most of it to bring him back. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's worth it to me. That would be yeah. like uh, here's a prime example. Your boy Kyle Bush, you know. Don't forget, uh, write this down somewhere. I'll send it to you as well. It's all three series plus SRX this week. Um, so think about who you're going to pick uh, in all three series. You'll probably go with Kyle Bush because that's just who you are. But they're at Road America, no, so that I, might not be I'll the probably go. I'll probably go with the golden child on that one since he's uh, he's been very dominant on the road courses. And so – but uh, make sure you have your picks to me by 6 p.m. tomorrow, at least. I'll remind you a couple times tomorrow throughout the day. <laughs> um, I bet you will. <laughs> just because. And I think I've already created your link for next week. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting. Just like going back to Kyle, going back to the Kyle Bush thing. Uh, for Martin Truex Jr., it wasn't whether or not he had to resign. It wasn't because he was going to lose a sponsor. It was because he wasn't sure he wanted to race again next year. Um, he's made a very comfortable living and leads a very frugal, meager life. And so he saved most of his money. His, his longtime girlfriend, Sherry Pollock, is, I believe she has uh, breast cancer. I believe that's what it again? is. Again? Uh, uh, yeah. So I knew, I knew she beat cancer once. Yeah, I, I, from what I understand, it's back. Um, mm. So they're they're looking at uh, you know he was wondering did he really want to travel? Did he want to? You know, was he finally going to be an honest man and marry the woman? Um, mm. Or was he going to race one more year? Well, he decided to race one more years. Uh, and unlike Kyle Busch, it wasn't a sponsorship issue. Kyle Busch is a sponsorship issue. They still haven't made a decision it, as to what he's going to do or what they're going to do. Toyota it, did say – go ahead. I, was, I, was, I, I want to try to cut you off. Is it Marsh just doesn't have the money or willing to spend that money at this point? Because I'm not understanding, especially now with Martin Truex signing and not having a sponsor issue. And, and don't get me wrong, Martin Truex is a good driver. But you're talking about Kyle Busch, who's a two-time champion, won 60 cup races, over 200 races across the series, has a whole truck team that he helps develop young drivers to come through. I'm not understanding, unless it's Mars just not wanting to spend that money making cuts because of inflation and everything else, why there would even be a sponsor issue when you're, you're talking about one of the best drivers in NASCAR, period. I think it's everything you just said. I think it's inflation. I think it's, um, you know, it's the cost of doing business. I mean, listen, you're not a business owner, but you might as well be uh, with with Circle K. Uh, you're the head honcho in the store, so you mm-hmm. see the rising costs all the time. Oh, God, yes. I'm sure that the, the prices of your goods have gone up exponentially uh, with, the, with the cost of diesel and, and everything else. So mm-hmm. their cost is going up as well. And, you know, I'm not going to get into politics because this isn't a political show, but um, it's it's a trickle-down effect. You know, can they afford to pay, you know, if now that Eminem's not coming back, now Kyle Busch is finding out that this is really a pay-to-play series. Um, It's... 20, he wants somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 plus million dollars, from what I understand, a year. 30 million dollars. What is the average? And I don't know these kind of stats, maybe as good as you guys do. What does an average driver usually get a year? 
It just seems an awful well, lot of money um, for a driver. Well, they're always undisclosed amounts. It's like, guys, mm-hmm. remember when you were a kid and you'd watch WWF? Because you and I have had this conversation a few times. And they were parts unknown? Mm-hmm. Well, it's salaries unknown in the NASCAR. They don't publish them. But it's far more than what people think. If you notice, if you pick up a newspaper anymore, I know the newspaper when I was a kid, it used to have the dollar amount the driver won for the race. Sometimes yeah, you'd see the driver either. that finished. Yeah, sometimes you'd see the driver that finished twentieth made more money than the driver that actually won the race because of contingency yeah. money. Um, you don't see that anymore, so they stopped doing that yeah. a while back. They also stopped posting. Um, driver's contracts. I honestly think they should. Uh, full disclosure, let me know what Kyle Bush is making. I heard he wants somewhere in the neighborhood of 26 to 31 million a year. I'm sorry. There ain't nobody on this God's green earth that is worth that much money a year. No. And I, I always thought it was one of those things where they got a base pay, but the rest of it, the majority of it came through uh, merchandising, um, race winnings, um, playoffs, and championship kind of money. That you got a decent, a decent base, basically base salary for the year. But in order for you to really make good money, in other words, maybe the base pay be five million dollars for the year. But if you're looking to make fifteen, twenty million dollars for a year, that's off your merchandising by you know you're getting your product sold and everything out there. Um, you know what you did, race race winning purses, championship, you know those kind of things, and maybe even kind of bonuses for making the playoffs or making you know being the final four or whatever. Um, I, I didn't realize that they they were looking at making twenty five thirty million off the t- off the gate, and then you're going to get your merchandising kickbacks and your different sponsor kickbacks and you know all those other things. Yeah, to me it's just astronomically stupid. Listen, and and again, not to get political, but we've got a guy that has the most powerful uh, country in the world, and and no matter who the president of the United States is, they're only making about $250,000 a year. Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) So so when I got a ball player, a sticking ball player, or or any sports figure making that kind of money a year, I don't care who you are. It's not worth it when I got the president of the United States making $250,000 a year. Um, yeah. And I've always said that. It didn't matter who the president was. Actually, oh, presidents, um, make more money. presidents make more money when they go out of it, when they're out of office, because then they do all the speaking engagements. But tomorrow yeah. night show, oh, by the way, I set you up for 90 minutes tonight just in case. Um Gotcha. Yeah, I, I adjust it because I, I, once you get done, I'll probably end up wrapping things up because uh, we're going to be hitting that uh, 9 o'clock thing. But uh, uh, I didn't see that. I, I do appreciate uh, you setting up. I'm looking forward to tomorrow night's show. Uh, Ken Kenny is going to join us. He is the promoter from uh, Henry County Motorsports Park down here in Clewiston. Uh, he's got a big event this weekend. Uh, July 1st and 2nd, we're going to be there. Uh, More Two Music is going to be there in TG Photography. We're going to be there uh, all night, but then we take the we take the stage, so to speak, at 10 and play till midnight. And then we're back there Saturday for uh, from 12 to 4 in the pits playing music for uh, the people. And while they play cornhole, we're going to announce things and give things away and so it's going to be it's, tomorrow night's going to be a fun night. We want to invite all your listeners to to join us, tune in, and then Wednesday night is uh, uh, Southern Dirt Track Racing Report with Artie and and his cast of characters. Uh, let me see what Artie's last name is. I forget. Um, Artie Schick, Schick, I believe is how you say it. Uh, so Artie and his crew will be on Wednesday night on the one ten. And you know, I, I just want to say how much that I've I've enjoyed being a part of this team. 
uh, for the last, I don't know, five, five, six years, something like that, six years. Um, mm-hmm. I want to thank you guys, you, for allowing me to come on and take over your airwaves for about 20 minutes. <laughs> and uh, Oh, I love it. I, gr- I greatly appreciate it. it. It's crazy how quick time goes by, but I do appreciate everything you do, the conversations we have and on the backside, the messages, um, and the, the, the dedication and the willingness to help us grow. Um, cause at the end of the day, we all, we all want this. Uh, and I tell, and you know, and, and just so it's out there in the airwave, I, I tell these guys all the time. I tell Miss Lee, I tell Chris, I tell Taz and I tell Craig, they are all part owners. When it is all done, done, we actually make some kind of money. Um, they, they will all get a piece of whatever and whenever this goes where we eventually get this to, um, the, the end game is where we don't, this is what we do all day long. You know, you got your DJ and you do on the side and me doing my crypto and stock on the side, Craig or Chris doing his, uh, announcing that why not motor speedway as taking care of the kids and going to senior racing experience races. I don't care what everybody does. Um, you know, but not have to have the, the, the nine to five real job that this is what we do. And that, that's the ultimate goal and plans. Um, and, but, uh, I, I do listen, appreciate everything give, you guys do. We need to give a shout out to somebody that you forgot. Um, and you didn't do it intentionally, but we need to give a shout out to your wife. Uh, that woman there is up for sainthood. I'm pretty sure. First off, she's first off she's married to you. Yeah. Second of all, you're never home. You're always working. Um, so shout out to Miss Brandy for being your awesome life partner and your wife. Huge kudos to her and all of our wives and girlfriends here at the one ten and husbands because uh, and husband yeah, yeah. because uh, we, uh, a quick story before I get. Quick story before I get you out of here, talking about her being stuck being married with me. Um, last, Not last week, in the weekend before, I, I must have heard this 15 times about how gorgeous my wife is, to include other store managers on our way to Kings Island. But last, not last Wednesday, the Wednesday before, we're at, uh, the, we're at the water park, Kings Island Water Park. And we're walking up. I, I don't know if we was leaving or going to get food. And this lady stops us dead in our track. And she's like, I... She's, she's like, excuse me. And my wife's like, yes. She goes, I, I bet you you are the most amazing person. I bet you're, you're this kind person. Um, I bet you you're just a really good person, um, which my wife is. Uh, very highly involved with the church, the children. Um, there, there's none she wouldn't do, and there's nothing that she wouldn't do for me. I don't even have to ask. As a matter of fact, I said I didn't have $2 to buy an energy drink. She goes, you know if you ask, you get. Um, I, I have I've married a very amazing woman. But we're, we're both standing there. We're like, where's this lady going? Oh, but I bet you you're this nice lady. I bet you, you you're awesome, this, that, and the other. But she's like, I could not hang out with you. And we just kind of had this look. She goes, you are the most gorgeous woman I've ever seen in my life. She goes, I wouldn't feel comfortable. Like, I would not want to be in pictures with you. I would not want to be basically that that – um, that third wheel kind of person, I said, who are you telling? I said, I feel like I need to be cropped out of every damn picture, and that's my wife. Um, so, yes, um, <laughs> I, I, she does put up with a lot, and um, I wish I was here more. Um, but this is the way I've been for so long, and I, I don't want to be that typical male that just sits home, plays video games, and doesn't try to make anything of themselves. Uh, my goal is to be retired in five years, and I want to find a way to make that happen. Uh, fortunately, I, I think all the guys on this, and even Miss Lee is a hard worker, but I know you, you're, you're constantly working. Chris is constantly doing his thing. Taz, um, I, I, we're I, I'm fortunate that the group of guys part of this company are all go-getters, want to make better things of their life, and still find time to be dedicated to the shows. And it, it, it's really a phenomenal, phenomenal thing here at the 110. And with that being said, I'm going to let you go to bed. And, uh, yes, sir. I am actually off tomorrow, but uh, if you would do me a huge favor when you get off the air, send me a list of all the sponsors and the uh, uh, places that we can find the podcast so that way I can get something recorded and put it into the uh, into the program so you can just play it at the end of every show. Got you. We'll do. We'll have your picks to you by six o'clock. Um, I am DoorDash with Mom this Tuesday and Thursday, so I will be calling and listening to you guys 
um, uh, throughout different parts of tomorrow night during the show. Um, next Tuesday, you said you're going solo. You do have someone on coming on for an hour. Um, if you need me to be part of that show, let me know the next few days, and I will let my mom know I will not be dashing with her that following Tuesday, which would be the 5th. Um, if you got if you got it covered and you got guests long enough, then I'll let you do your thing and I'll dash. Um, but I have no issue of letting her know that I need to be part of the show and uh, hang out with you um, on Race Chat Live, which is live every Tuesday night here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network at 8 o'clock Eastern Time. All right, buddy. We will talk at you later. Yes, sir. Thank you. Um, glad to have Craig on. Make sure you guys tune in Tuesday nights, Race Chat Live, Chris, Craig, and Taz. Um, they bring you all the latest on all three of the NASCAR series and the SRX series. I, at this point, don't even know what the SRX stands for. Chris says senior racing, um, senior racing league or whatever. I mean, technically, it is all the old drivers, the Tony Stewart's, Canons, Greg Biffles. Um, there's a couple of young people in there. Um, don't forget, you guys can catch all our shows over at www.the110nationsportsradionetwork.com. Um, all our shows get syndicated over there. I do want to make sure that I thank Mario and Carolina Sports Plus. You guys can like them on Facebook. Go check out their site. They finally got the site up about two weeks ago. It's carolinasportsplus.com. Let them know the 110 Nation set you. He hooked you guys up. Um, Thursday night, Southern Dirt Track Report. And Sunday night, the Jay Dillon Show, all 8 o'clock, all right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. Um, you can also catch our shows on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, Google Podcasts, uh, Podcast Addicts, uh, GeoSaving, YouTube. Um, and I, I know I'm missing one or two other platforms as well. If you go to www.110nationsportsradionetwork on the right-hand side, all the tabs, all you do is whatever you use to listen, you can click on it, um, or you at least see the list and you can download it. I know I have iHeartRadio on my phone, Spotify on my phone. Um, I will never own a Google phone or iPhone, so I will never have iTunes. Um, but I, I catch the show a lot of times on iHeartRadio or Spotify. Or if you have those apps on your phone already, um, you can just, in the search, put the 110 Nation in. It'll pop up. Give it a follow. That way you know when the, each of the shows are coming on. Like I said, if you're interested in joining the 110 Nation, if you have a show and you want to syndicate it on our network to help get your, um, for us to help fill our week, because i got three days that I have nothing going on, um, and you want to get your show out there across all the different platforms we do shows on. Uh, maybe you don't have a platform um, to do your show on. Um, I have three days that are available, um, Wednesday, Saturday, and Friday. Yeah, Friday and Saturday. You can do your shows on that. It's no cost to you. We can, we, we take care of all that. Um, or maybe you're not ready to or feel that you're ready, because I know what it was like my first podcast. I scheduled for 15 minutes. I talked very quietly, did not know if I was going to be able to talk a long period of time. Um, so I, I know what it's like. Uh, maybe you just want to come on, either A, be a co-host and sit with me for an hour, and we uh, we do a show together um, or do shows together until you feel comfortable to break off to your own show or you can continue doing, my sh doing it with me, and maybe we extend it to a two-hour show because eventually that is the goal for me, two hours with a co-host. Um, I only do one hour right now because I want to make sure that I have a – a full show versus a bunch of dead airspace, and so it's hit and miss some weeks, what's going on. Um, or maybe you just want to come on and do different segments. Maybe you want to come on 10, 15 minutes like Craig did and talk uh, racing or talk baseball or talk basketball or talk the NFL, whatever the case may be. Like I said, just hit me up, Sports at gmail.com. Um, or you can uh, get, send us a message on my personal fan page, Mr. CJ Sports, or the 110 Nation fan page, the 110 Nation Sports. Uh, Tuesday night, Race Hat Live. Thursday night, Southern Dirt Chart Report. Sunday, the Jay Dillon Show, all 8 o'clock, all Eastern time, all right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. Um, as of right now, next Monday night, 4th of July, I will be back here in the studio. Not 100% confirmed on that. Got to see what the plans are. I figure everybody's going to be out. We might just do a syndicated show um, so you guys can hear a best of. I got many shows that I go back way back in the day um, with a bunch of different drivers. If it be Jennifer Joe Cobb, if it be uh, um, 
Robbie Allison, if it be uh, Rob uh, Robert Height um, of the NHRAA, um, even Eric uh, Erica Andrew, uh, Anders, uh, whatever the case may be, we might just do a syndicated show. Not one hundred percent sure, um, but so next time. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.